Hey Church, I believe that each one of you have tapped into the frequency of heaven so far in this service. It's been a phenomenal and a profound experience so far. And I want to encourage you right now to engage with God's Word. I want to encourage you to open up your heart like you've never done before to Jesus, to His Word today. And I want want to encourage you to, to engage with His Word, receive His Word, but also have a desire to engage with His Word. And I I can guarantee you that your life will never be the same again. The frequency of heaven is in this room right now. And I'm believing that the the frequency of heaven is in whichever room you're in, whether you're listening to, whether you're watching the service uh, together as a church, as 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 a life group, or whether you're listening to this podcast in your car on the way to work or from work. The atmosphere of heaven right now is beginning to fill that room. It's beginning to fill your atmosphere right now. And it's beginning to shift you. It's beginning to to change your frequency to the frequency of heaven. And right now, I want to encourage you to just beam up. Just beam up and allow yourself to engage with the realms and the dimensions of God's glory. And I'm telling you, it's going to be an awesome, awesome service today. Today, I get the privilege and, and the honor of bringing God's Word to you today. And it's, it's a phenomenal opportunity for me to present Jesus to you in everything that I'm saying. If there's one thing that you take home, that is Jesus. Take Jesus home. The title of my message today is Divine Encounters. I'm going to talk about some divine encounters through the, from the Scripture and if the Lord leads us, we will talk about some personal encounters as well. But I believe that as I communicate God's word to you, that there will be a hunger and a desire in your heart to encounter the divine flow of God. And I believe that as you have this desire, that is a God desire on the inside of your heart, that He will fulfill the desire of your heart. If your heart is to encounter this divine flow of God that, that is the fountain, the river of living water that flows from our Father through Jesus, through the Holy Spirit into you. I really believe that as you drink, you will be refreshed right now. Take a drink right now as you're, as you're listening to the word right now. Just begin to drink deeply of the presence of God. Drink deeply of this refreshing water. Ha, 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 ha. Your life will never be the same again. I would love for you to open your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1. And we'll read a familiar passage, but I'm going to bring an awesome revelation uh, to you today. I'm talking about divine encounters or the purpose of having divine encounters. Verse 3 says this, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Wow, there's a lot of locations right there. Even as He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before Him. Wow. I'm going to break this down for us today. 
and we're going to go right into encounters after that. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Now I want to submit to you that there are heavenly places, plural, places. It's not just one heaven. There are many places in the heavens. These places are called realms. These places, these, the heavens are dimensional. And in these dimensions, there are realms. And in these realms, in these spiritual, in these places, heavenly places, God has positioned, He has kept spiritual blessings for you and me in these realms. Come on now. God has created realms and in these realms, He has placed spiritual blessings. You need to have a desire to travel between the realms. You have to have a desire to engage these realms. Come on now. And it says this, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Which means every blessing that God has ever made and God will ever make has already been released. Come on now, this is super deep stuff. But you can get it. You are getting it. Past, present, future, all the blessings. God is outside of time. He's not in time. So He doesn't function past, present, future. We do. He doesn't. So when God communicates, He communicates from the beginning to the end, all in one shot. And every blessing that you can, you will ever encounter in your life has already been released. And it's kept in these realms. It's kept in these heavenly places. And unless you understand that what Jesus says, that he who is from above, who, he who is born from above is above all things, then you'll understand that your primary nature is to be spiritual, dimensional, and living in the realms compared to your secondary nature, which is on the earth. So you are not looking from the earth trying to travel into the dimensions. You're from the dimensions looking at blessings upon the earth. Come on now. This is going to be a good word, ladies and gentlemen. I can, be, I can really feel that. Right now, angels are listening to my message. They're listening to, they're leading in. Principalities, powers, dominions are listening to this message because they're waiting for the sons of God to begin to understand that all these blessings are in these realms that these principalities and powers and dominions are in. They're not holding it against you. They're waiting for you to mature. Once you understand this, once you position yourself in this context, then ladies and gentlemen, the rest of this message, you will just know that you are being transport there's an impartation that is being released into you that will cause you to really step into your rightful place he says this in verse 4 even as which means just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world 
that we should be holy and blameless before him. Let me read that again. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, just as, even as he chose us to in him before the foundation of the world. So which means before the foundation of the world, while you were in thought form in God's mind, not even seed form, while you were in thought form in God's mind, before the foundation, before sin, before all the problems of the world, even before creation, God had chose you to be in Christ. He has predestined you not to go to heaven, but to be in Christ. That completely takes the predestination theology out of the picture right now. But that's really good. I think you should be happy about that. So God has placed us in Christ and He has placed the blessings that we are meant to experience in the heavenly places. He did both these things at the same time. Which means even before He had a purpose in mind, He had your destination in mind and also your provision in mind. So which means your, your provision is not for your purpose on the earth, your provision was for your destination in Christ. A lot of the times we go to God asking God, give me money for a breakthrough and we wonder why God doesn't give us money. Because God doesn't operate from that dimension. He operates from the realms where every blessing has already been made available and it is in spiritual form and now you, it is your responsibility to access the realms and get what blessing you need to manifest it into the physical. Come on now. So we are in Christ in heavenly places. We are in Christ and the blessings are in heavenly places. These blessings, ladies and gentlemen, pay attention to this very carefully. These blessings are not accessed outside of Christ. You've got to be in Christ and it is only Christ that accesses these blessings. So which means God the Father did not give you and me the blessing. He gave it to Christ. Because Christ is the one who did the hard work. Christ is the one who got all the inheritance. Christ is the one who, who, who shed His blood. You didn't do nothing. You didn't do anything. You just believed in Christ. And for that sake, because you believed in Christ, now he says, okay, I'm going to put them in me. That's your location, in Christ. And when you are in Christ, now from Christ, Christ begins to access the realms. Christ is the one who accesses the dimensions. He is the one who travels between earth and heaven. He is the ladder between earth and heaven. That's what it means. That the ladder is a dimensional uh, uh, escalator between heaven and earth. It goes to the top of heaven, through the throne of God, where the angels are assigned. It comes down through the different levels of heaven, through the dimensions, through the realms, and it comes on the earth, and they bring blessings on the way. It's like going, you know, climbing down a tree, and you see that mango over there, and you pluck it, and you see that mango over there, and you pluck it, and they come down with blessings to give you because you are in Christ. So I want to encourage each and every person that is listening. 
you know, we are, our church is moving into a very a mystical season in our lives. You know, we are not communicating like normal churches do because God has called us not to be a normal church. God has called us to be a, a mystical church that really stands apart, that, that is set apart so that we can now be the forerunners of a mystical move in the Middle East that carrying the prayers of the saints from before and carrying the torch that we that they have carried in the in, in, for centuries before our time so that we can now fulfill the words that God has given them through our lives. We're not just doing worship, praise and worship. Oh, you know, no, no, no. I'm singing the song of the ages that has been sung in these sands before, that has been cried out in these in these sands before. We are singing the songs of the ages. We're joining with the with the with the elders. We're joining with the saints, not just in the cloud who have lived here. The words that resonate from the ground. It's not just, oh wow, I'm coming here to make money. No, no, no. God tricked you in a good way to come here to fulfill the prayers of the saints. To fulfill the words that God gave to them because they lived here, died here, gave their life for this region so that you and I can, can come together with them and co-labor with them so that we can fulfill what was on their life and what is on our life, ladies and gentlemen. You have a double portion purpose in your life. One is to fulfill what was not fulfilled in the, in the, in the sages, in their ages. And also what is in your life, what God has given to you. Because tomorrow a generation will come looking at us and saying, wow God, those prayers that they prayed, those songs that they sang, the word that they preached, the prophecies that you released through them. Let it happen in our lives. Let it be fulfilled in our lives. We're a dimensional church. Where we, we cross the ages into the future. We're the ones that God has called us to be a dimensional church, a mystical church. So saying that, even as, just as God chose us in Him, he also made the provision for the blessings in the heavenly places. You know, I want to encourage each and everyone that is watching or listening that just because our language is, sounds very mystical and spiritual doesn't mean that we have gone off the main thing. Christ is the main thing. And I want to encourage you, Jesus says this, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No one accesses the Father, John's version, no one has access to the Father unless through me. Not me, John, Jesus. So I want to encourage you, if you think that you can communicate to, to, through spirits to access the, the realms, you can communicate through angels. You can pray through angels. These are not the way that God has assigned. You can communicate through charms and, and you can communicate through chants and things like that. Ladies and gentlemen, Jesus is the only way. Choose Jesus. Trust me, it's a cleaner path. It's a path where you don't have to give up in order for you to get something. <laughs> He gave up everything so that you could get everything that was due to Him. You see the difference? Spirits, evil spirits will come to you and they will bargain. Give me your life. 
so that you can get power, you can get blessing. But when it's Jesus, he says, I gave up my life so that you can have everything that God gave me. What an awesome God. Why wouldn't you choose Jesus? And so today I want to I want to encourage you, you know. You are primarily a spirit being. It is not spooky to be a spirit being. It is spooky for you to be a fleshy being. <laughs> if you are fleshy, it needs to be weird. It should be weird. For you to be mystical, for you to communicate the deep mysteries of God, for you to understand those mysteries is normal. For you to be fleshy, like drinking, smoking, I'm swearing, all that stuff. I like girlfriend, boyfriend. All that stuff is... It's okay. I mean, it's fleshy. But it leads you to nowhere. It should be weird. When you are sitting around people, hanging out with them and they're acting fleshy and you are thinking of making a decision to be a part of that, you should feel that is weird. When that boyfriend or that girlfriend is putting pressure, okay, I'm going someplace now, putting pressure on you to sleep with them or do this or do that, know that it's weird. It is unspiritual. It is spooky for you to not be Christ-like. Come on now. Come on. So I want to I wanna take this deeper and I want to take you to um, Mark chapter 9. And this is a beautiful story um, that I've not preached on before, but I'm going to attempt to reveal some awesome things in it. Mark chapter 9. This is an amazing story. This is an amazing moment where Jesus in my opinion, is revealing to his disciples and to us what it means to be spiritual. They're having a divine encounter. They're having an encounter with the divine Jesus who was with them. He's never done this before. And he's showing a glimpse of what our natural state is. And it says, verse 2, chapter 9, verse 2. After and after six days, which means this is on the Sabbath day, this is the Shabbat, this is the day of rest, Jesus took with him Peter, James and John and he led them up a high mountain <laughs> by, by themselves. And he, was, and he was transfigured before them and his clothes became radiant, intensely white as no one on earth could bleach them. Hallelujah. And there appeared to them Elijah with Moses and they were talking with Jesus and Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good that we are here. Let us make three tents, one for you, one for Moses and one for Elijah. For he did not know what to say for they were terrified. We're not going to go into Peter's story today in Peter's moment, but we're going to talk about Jesus because that's what it's about. And a cloud overshadowed them and a voice came out of the cloud saying, this is my beloved son. Listen to him. And suddenly looking around, they no longer saw anyone with them, but Jesus only. This is powerful. 
very powerful. So Jesus takes his three disciples up. Now, you must understand, these three disciples became super apostles, which means after this moment where they experienced transfiguration, the trajectory of their life completely changed. They went from just being followers of Jesus to now being the super apostles who were now communicating the scripture to the for the for eternity these scriptures will be with us for eternity can you imagine the responsibility of how divine this purpose is for their life and so now jesus takes them up a high mountain and now i want to present some ideas to you some 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 revelation from this to you he takes them up a high mountain and jesus transfigures before them it's not like, okay, Moses and Elijah came and then he transfigured. Jesus transfigured and then Moses and Elijah came. So I want to present to you that from last week's message that you are in a spiritual realm. There is an unseen realm to the naked eye. There's an unseen realm only because of the frequency being very low. That realm is unseen. I want to present to you that Elijah and Moses were already there. So Elijah and Moses were already there because Jesus was communicating to them. When he transfigured, Jesus transfigured not for Moses and Elijah to come, but he transfigured so that his disciples can see the realm of the Spirit. So that the disciples can see this invisible dimension that is always around us. This realm, this frequency that was always there. Let me tell you something. The word transfigured is is not the same word as transformed. Transfigured means that the outer, your outer nature changes according to your inner reality. So Jesus was like this on the inside while he was with the disciples, while he was healing the sick, while he was casting out demons, while he was walking the streets, while he was raising people from the dead. Jesus was always like this. His fleshy body had the ability to carry the fullness of the Godhead. You must understand what the book of Colossians says. The fullness of the Godhead dwelt in deity form. It dwelt in him. So I want to present something that Jesus chose to become like you and me, which means on the inside of you and me, we carry the, 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 the inner reality of the unseen realm is already on the inside of us. And Jesus made a decision because he knew what his inside reality was all about, what it looked like. And he made a decision to to allow the glory of God to really reveal itself through him. His flesh became radiant. His clothes became radiant. To a point where now the disciples' eyes, just imagine he transfigured before them and it opened their eyes to see who he was talking to. So the question is, was Jesus praying to the Father? Or he went up the mountaintop to talk to Elijah and Moses. I'm going to take it a little more deeper for you. I want to present to you that Jesus was 
like you and me. You and I carry a glory on the inside of us that is hidden by the flesh. And if you and I choose only to put the flesh, kill the flesh and come alive in the spirit, we will be able to control the flesh from the dimension of glory. Which means at any given point in time, you should be able to transfigure. At any given point in time, you should be able, but the, but the, but the thing is, is that your reality? Or is your reality bills? Or this, what this one said? Or who's hanging out with that one? And, and what are you wearing today? And, and how much money are you making? And what, how, what, what, what was your business deal like? And is that your reality? And although it's good, there's no, no, nothing wrong with it. But when you're from above, every realm and every dimension, every frequency becomes visible to you. Including the dimension on the inside of you. That realm of God, that glory, the price, the, the righteousness, the justification that Jesus paid a price for with His precious blood. Man, you are sanctified. There's a glory that comes because of it. And just because you are on the earth does not mean that you don't have access to these realms. In fact, I want to present to you that you are in these realms having access to the earth. You are from these realms. It's your natural state to be spiritual. I want to take you to John chapter 12. I want to show you something phenomenal. Everything is phenomenal in the word, but this is phenomenal, phenomenal. This is phenomenal. Yeah. John 12 and verse 27. Now is my soul troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. But for this purpose, I have come to this hour. Now listen to this carefully. 28. Father, glorify your name. He's talking to his disciples. He's saying, guys, my soul is troubled because I'm about to be crucified. The hour has come when I'm going to be betrayed and crucified. But should I complain about it? He's saying, should I, should I say, God, save me from this hour? Save me from this, this death? Save me from this sickness? Save me, save me, save me? Or should I say, for this purpose, I have come into the world. He says, Father, glorify your name. And here goes. Then a voice came from heaven. I have glorified it and I will glorify it again. Hold on a minute. Stop the clock. What happened? Jesus is talking to his disciples, right? And he's saying, for this hour, for this purpose, I've come to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice comes from heaven saying, I have glorified it and I will glorify it again. The crowd that stood there and heard it said, it thundered. Hello. Others said an angel has spoken to him. But Jesus answered, This voice has come for your sake. Not mine. This voice has come for your sake. Not mine. I would like to present something to you. 
that Jesus was so in the spirit, he was so in the realms of heaven that even while he's having normal conversations with people, he would hear his father speak to him. No. This was the first time people around heard the father and Jesus actually having a conversation. Now you get it. Do you understand? While I'm preaching right now to you and I'm talking to you, the Father is speaking. If you are in the Spirit, you will be not be able to hear an angel. You will not be able to hear thunder and lightning. You will be able to hear the Father responding to my statements to you. This is amazing. This is so revolutionary. It completely positions us in what it means what it means to live dimensionally what it means to live primarily as a spirit being i'm in this perhaps such an encounter with god my goodness i have not come out of the encounter in fact while i'm going to work i'm in the encounter while i'm buying groceries i'm in the encounter while i'm doing my dishes i'm in the encounter while i'm walking my dogs i'm in the encounter and i'm talking to you and god is answering come on now somebody this is what it means to live a spiritual life to live having encountered the divine once you encounter the divine how can you get out of the encounter yes. the only way is by becoming fleshy by thinking I need to get into the presence I need to get into the presence I need to worship in order to get into the presence not realizing that what Jesus did 2000 years ago caused you and me to be in the presence and it's from the presence that we communicate and we deal and we deal with the affairs of the world we go to work we do our business from the dimension called Christ we're seated in Christ in heavenly places what do you look like in heaven if you would only understand that after the cross you are birthed from the encounter you are not born in sin ladies and gentlemen you are born from righteousness you are born from justification you are born born from sanctification you are born in love and that's why when you were born into the world you never recognized your father's voice but all of a sudden one day you were somebody sent you a link of a church called Life Church Global and then all of a sudden you started hearing the message you started hearing the word you started hearing the testimonies you were like what are these people singing and then all of a sudden you heard your father's voice and it brought you back to the place of encountering the divine you are back in your rightful place Oh my God, my home is in heaven. My home is not on the earth. My home is in heaven. I'm just living up with a purpose on the earth. Encountering the divine. Every time you experience the presence of God, you are feeling, you are experiencing home. I'm home. Touch your neighbor and say, I'm home. I'm home. This is home for me. Seated in Christ in heavenly places is home. I don't have to meditate to be in Christ. I am in Christ meditating. <laughs> Woo. Come on, somebody. I love this. Jesus is walking around, he's talking to disciples. Guys, my soul. <laughs> and, and he's like, I've not come to complain. 
I've come for this. This is my purpose. So Father, glorify your name. Okay. I have glorified his name and I will glorify it again. Thank you, Father. And Jesus walking around like normal. Everybody's like, hello. He thundered. Is it going to rain? <laughs> what is happening? Where is this noise coming from? See, because they were fleshy, they didn't never recognize the Father's voice. Because they never had a relationship. Jesus hadn't died yet. The price hadn't been paid yet. And because of that, they heard thunder and an angel's voice. My goodness, that was their Father speaking to them. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to present to you that your natural state is to be in the heavens. And it is in this place that God has placed every spiritual blessing that will ever God would ever release. It's already released there. It's already kept there. But it requires you and I to come out from the flesh and mature in Christ in order for these blessings, for us to have access to these blessings. You understand, the more fleshy you are, the more earthly you are, the less these realms are accessible to you. But the more spiritual you become, the more mature you are in Christ, the more you mature in Christ, the more these realms have access to you. Oh, let me say that again. The more these realms, these blessings have access to you. So when you are in Christ and you are mature in Christ, you're not praying for God to bless you now. Your prayers have changed. Life Church Global, as of today, your prayers have changed. You're going on a discovery mode to see where these blessings are. Where are these realms, God? Show me where these realms are. We're, we're going into the atmosphere. We're in the galaxies. We're in the dimensions, in the realms, looking for these blessings. And I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, when you access even one of these blessings, it transforms nations. Let me show this to you in the book of Genesis. Last week, we studied about our friend Jacob. And I want to continue that story because he has had such an encounter. And, um, and, I, and I'm, I'm going to set you up for an encounter this week. You're going to have encounters this week. Genesis chapter 32. We, are, we see that Jacob now leaves Laban. And now he is going to his hometown. And the story is that Laban catches up with him and eventually Laban and him come into a covenant together and Laban leaves him. And so Jacob now is on his way to his hometown. You must understand Jacob is a cheat. The name Jacob means deceiver. And true to his name, he deceived his brother for his inheritance. Remember blessing, okay? Jacob now has to go back to his kindred, which is his home country, where his brother Esau lives. And if you remember, Esau sold his birthright to Jacob for a bowl of soup. And then eventually, Jacob cheated his brother of his inheritance by putting on sheepskin and going to his father, smelling, giving him gave me to eat and receiving his blessing. He deceived him, pretending to be his brother. And so now we know that when he received the blessing, ladies and gentlemen, he ran away from his hometown. 
and he went and now 20 years later he's god gives him a word saying okay time for you to go back time for you to go and face that giant and in fact while he is on his way back jacob sends messengers ahead and his brother responds by coming to greet him with 400 men gangster stuff but before that i want you to i want to read the context of jacob's life you must understand jacob has gone through a transformation he's gone through a process where god has he is broken him and he's seen god's provision in abundance over his life but god is saying okay now you're ready listen to this now you're ready you're spiritual enough for you to receive your inheritance that blessing remember we're talking about the blessings in the heavenly places and we're talking about divine encounters so jacob verse 1 jacob went on his way and the angels of god met him he went on his way and the angels of god met him now just imagine how much he has transformed into the realm of the spirit to be able to say okay guys see you later okay angels let's go there you're hanging out with your friends and saying bye everybody see you later and now you turn around and you can see angels that's our spiritual this is jacob before jesus so you can understand your position now you should be able to hang out with your friends and see angels at the same time you should be able to talk to your mom and dad while and angels respond to you and god responding to you people will think you are weird man don't worry about it they don't understand they can't see this realm but i i receive it i don't i don't mind being a fool for this world but being a fool for jesus is more precious to me than than anything else they don't understand it but you get it you're awesome church So Jacob went on his way and the angels of God met him and when Jacob saw them he said this is God's camp So he called the name of that place Mahanaim which means in in Hebrew it means two camps Just think now the two dimensions the two realms and he is able to see these two realms and he says okay now my camp and God's camp we dwell together He's like I'm seeing God's camp over there. I'm going there. Come on, man. Where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in their midst. Why do we not go for life group? Why do we not go to hang out at search parties and search hangouts and why do we not go there? Why do we make up excuses not to hang out because we're too fleshy and not spiritual? If you were spiritual you'll be waiting you'll be counting the days when can I hang out with church people when can I hang out with Christians when can I hang out with this place where I see angels for free I don't even have to fast and pray nothing I can just hang out with them and they just come into the room and they're like oh wow this is God's camp there are two camps two camps come on now So he called the place Mahanaim It's amazing He looks at the place and gives it a name and that's the name of that place 
I don't know if you got it. He he has an encounter, a divine encounter, and gives the place a name, saying two camps, which means a spiritual person recognizes the realm of the spirit. Open a portal is open, and he recognizes it, and he says, "This is God's camp, and now this will be the camp of man." So when he does that, it becomes a a portal where heaven and angels always come and descend in that place. Which means, even till today, if you go there, there is an open portal there. Do you understand why? Because he gave it a name. Names are very important, and so eventually now. He has this thing of sending gifts to his brother and whatever, and he's scared. Jacob is scared for his life, and so what he does is he comes out of the camp and he crosses the river. He crosses the stream of Jabok, and then he sends his wife, his wives, not wife, wives, and his children, and everything that he has. He sends them to the other side of the brook, and he stays on this side. Can anybody guess why Jacob stays by himself? is because Jacob knew he was about to have an encounter because the verse goes straight away let's read it verse 22 that same night he arose and took his two wives his two female servants and his 11 children and crossed the ford of Jabok he took them and sent them across the stream and everything else that he had which means Jacob had nothing He had nothing of the physical to hold him back. Just remember, you want to have divine encounters, you can't take something physical there. You've got to be by yourself. And Jacob was left alone. And then immediately, a man wrestled with him until the breaking of day. I mean, I've seen UFC fights and in 25 minutes these guys are like absolutely tired, man. This guy wrestled with a man the whole night till the break of dawn wrestling physically wrestling with this man When the man saw that he could not prevail or did not prevail against Jacob he touched his hip socket and Jacob's hip was put out of joint as he wrestled with him Then he said this is the man he's saying to Jacob let me go for the day has broken but Jacob said I will not let you go unless you bless me which means this man had a blessing <laughs> this man had a blessing and that blessing was meant to be Jacob's but jacob had to go through a test now everybody will appreciate tests in their life and jacob said i will not let you go unless you bless me and he said what is your name he's asking him he doesn't even know what his name is what is your name and he said jacob then he said to him your name will no longer be called jacob but israel let that just sink in the extent of the blessing was the nation of israel that's why i'm trying to tell you the blessings in the heavenly places it completely changes the world look at all the greatest inventions where do they come from it comes from israel 
That's what Jacob received. He didn't just receive, receive a name change. <laughs> he received a generational blessing. Listen, this is the blessing. Please pay attention now. This is the blessing that God gave to Abraham. Your descendants will be like the stars of the sky and the grains of sand on the earth. Nations will be your inheritance. That's his blessing. And that blessing came to the grandson. It manifested in the grandson's life. Why? It's because Jacob matured from being fleshy and a deceiver to being spiritual. Come on church. I hope you're getting this now. And he said, no longer will be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have striven with God and with men and have prevailed. Wow. Then Jacob asked him, please tell me your name. But he said, why is it that you ask me my name? And there he blessed him. So Jacob called the place Peniel, saying, for I have seen God face to face and yet my life has been delivered. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to present some things to you that might really help you understand that he's not talking about God here. He's not talking about God, your father over here. In the, in the olden days, when you, uh, when you go into the, the ancient texts, you don't see the word God there, but you see the word Elohim. And although Elohim is a word that is given, that man has given to God, in those days, Elohim was given, the name was given to a mighty supreme being. A, a king who had expressed power and authority, who had dominion. A king or a person who had, uh, or, a, or a spirit being that carried great dimensions that were able to carry within themselves a nation the blessing of a nation and so i want to we must understand that scripture needs to interpret scripture so i want you to go to bo the book of hosea hosea chapter 12 and verse 4 says this and he speaking of jacob he strove with the angel and prevailed so we're not talking about God now. He, he, was, he was striving, he was wrestling with an angelic being, a spirit being that was so powerful that God had entrusted when Esau had given up his birthright because Jacob was a deceiver, he could not access that blessing. So because of that, God had to give it to a spirit being to guard it until Jacob matured into Christ-likeness until he was ready when we talk about until he was ready in our time means that we are matured into christ now you can say well you know christ is so vast john how, how long will it take no no as you mature little by little word by word as you receive the word apply it in your life and become the word now you've become christ in that area and so as you become Christ now, ladies and gentlemen, these realms begin to look for you. Look, he went here. Jacob went, he left his family, left, took, they took everything and went ahead and he stayed back. He stayed back. 
and the being the spirit being came to him to wrestle with him why did it come to wrestle with jacob it came to wrestle with jacob to see whether jacob will deceive him to get his blessing if he deceived him to get his blessing that spirit being wouldn't give it to him because he was not yet ready but because jacob wrestled with him and pleaded with him and said no no i'm not going to let you go till you bless me what was on esau's life now was given to jacob most of us go through tests in our life and we ask god to intervene when god is saying hold on a minute look at why you're being tested in this area look at why you are experiencing this look deep inside your heart is it a character flaw is it something of you that needs to mature into christ likeness the way we should look life church global the way we should look at testing in our life is an opportunity to access the realms because when we mature into christ likeness the realms the 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 angels the spirit beings that carry these blessings that are guarding these blessings for centuries now who gave up these blessings these were prophetic words that were spoken to people there were blessings that were released over people's lives inheritances you know things that are the generational blessings that were given over people's lives that they didn't want anything to do with it they just they just they just deceived themselves they gave it up they sold it cheaply and now god had to take that blessing and hand it over to a supreme being that would safeguard it from any form of witchcraft any form of deception any form of lying cheating trying to get that blessing but only give it to the son who has matured into Christ likeness and it is only to that one that spirit being approached but when it did approach now there's a test how would you fight would you wrestle me would you come on come on wrestle me for the blessing come on do this do this that the being wants to bless you but he also wants to test you to see whether you are like the old man or you are like Christ and when you display Christ likeness ladies and gentlemen these beings come to you with these blessings that not only change your life but it changes generations to come generations to come Israel was 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 chosen by God this nation that was given to somebody who who matured from deception into being uh, the one who wrestled with God the one who 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 chose not to lie anymore chose not to cheat who worked for his blessing that one became the chosen generation of god became the one that god said you know what i'm going to marry you israel i'm going to choose you as my bride and i'm going to show the world who i am in the way i deal with you in the way i am with you look ladies and gentlemen this book is full of encounters with God and Israel. This book is full of it. The scriptures written by the holy men were all Israelites. A majority of them in this Bible God has encountered, God has blessed our own Israelites. And we look at these scriptures and we see God's interaction with a spiritual blessing think about this god is interacting with a blessing that a being had that that being gave to a man 
and it manifested through that man into generations and God is interacting with that generation because he blessed them I want to present to you today ladies and gentlemen that God in the new testament is saying that every spiritual blessing in Christ you are placed in Christ and these blessings are in the heavenly realms and now there is no Jew, no Greek, no Gentile, no white, no black, no green, no blue. All of us are children of God. All of us are in Christ. And so which means it becomes your responsibility now for not only just your life, but also for generations to come to seek out these blessings. But these blessings need you to have a desire to encounter the divine. It needs you to have a desire for the spiritual, not just the fleshy. Be spiritual, be Christ-like. And I really believe that as you step into this maturity, into this, into this understanding that God requires more of me than what I'm living my life at right now. God requires me to do much more. What am I doing with my time? What am I doing with every opportunity that I get? What am I doing with it? Am I just looking at myself and my need and my desires and me, me, me? Or am I saying, hold on a minute, there's a greater purpose to stewarding these little earthly, earthly blessings. The little business, the little family, the little you know, education and your little life group and, and a little church and all that kind of stuff. Those little blessings, they're earthly blessings. They're, they're manifestations of, of blessings that existed on the earth. But God wants to give you more. Are you willing to step out of your fleshiness and enter into the spirit realm and live from the spirit on the earth? See, Jesus never looked for an encounter. He lived from the encounter. And I want to invite you, Life Church Global. Don't just sing a song. Sing to Him. Ascend into the place of relationship with God. Just the other day I was... I was having, I had about five or six dreams that night and, and I woke up in the morning and I was still in a dream state, but awake state. And the night before that, I was saying, God, I really have this desire on the inside of me. In every thought that I have to place you, to prioritize you above myself. I didn't know that I was going to be tested immediately so I had a, had a series of dreams and I, with heaven and angels and all that kind of stuff. And I, wow, I was, just, I was just about waking up. And in my sleep state, in my sleep-waking state, the Lord started presenting different parts of my life to me. Different parts of my like Like, for example, my body like, just started itching. My shoulder started itching. And in that moment, I had a choice to either Scratch my itch or say, God, I pursue you. <laughs> I know it's funny, but it's a test. In that moment, my dogs walked into the room and I had, a I had to make a decision whether I greet my dogs or I greet the angels. As soon as I woke up, I had a choice whether to brush my teeth drink water and satisfy myself or take communion. 
and I chose to take communion because that is God. God chose that living bread for me. He chose that living drink for me. And I chose to partake of that first thing in the morning. First thing before I greet my wife, do I greet God? Before anything happens in the room, before I look for my satisfaction, am I interacting with Him? I tell you, ladies and gentlemen, blessing upon blessing, every need, I don't even go to God asking Him about my needs. I just seek the divine. I'm just seeking the divine flow. And I tell you, when I was preparing this message, I said, I just want to, I know it's important for me to prepare this message. I know I, know I need to preach this message, but I, I trust that you will give me your word. But I just want you in this moment. God, I just want you. And I said, God, I'm going to put my, I'm going to put these fears aside of communication and trying to be ready and perfect. I want to put these aside. I'm going to pursue you in worship. I'm going to pursue you in worship. And I just started worshiping God in, in, my, in my office. And I completely lost track of time. I was taken up into heaven. I had such amazing encounters with God that I didn't even feel the desire to prepare till today. Like in that, do you put God first? In everything, before you put food in your body, do you put God first? Saying, God, before this food can satisfy me, I know that your presence satisfies me. Pursuing God in everything. Today in closing, ladies and gentlemen, I want to invite you to stand up right now. I want you to, if you have people around you, I want you to put your hand on those people right now. And I want you to begin to pray for them. It says, where two or three are gathered together, there am I in the midst of them. So I want you right now to begin to just remove the scales of the flesh. Remove the scales right now of your eyes. Remove the blocks that, 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 that stop you from hearing God's voice. Your flesh that, that stops you from sensing God's presence. And just tap into that river right now. That river, let it allow that river to flow into you and through you into the next person right now. Let that river flow. Let that river flow, God. Let that river flow. Let the Spirit of God, Spirit of the living God, fall afresh right now over every single person. Lord, I just release angels right now, ministering angels to go into every home, to go into every home right now and begin to minister to them. Begin to minister to them. Right now in the name of Jesus, I declare that every person watching me and listening to me is a spirit being. I declare right now and I call you into your rightful place. You belong in the realms of heaven. You belong in Christ. You are seated in Christ in heavenly places. And it is from this divine, divine encounter that you live your life. I prophesy and I declare this over you. I proclaim it over your life that from this day on, your spirit will be awakened unto righteousness. Your spirit will be awakened unto Christ. Your spirit will be awakened unto Ruach HaKadosh on the inside of you right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, I remove ignorance aside. I strip away ignorance from them and I release a spirit of understanding right now. Spirit of revelation fall upon them. 
Let them see the glory that is within them, God. Let them experience the glory that is in the inside of them. Let them experience the bright shining light of God's glory on the inside of them. Let it radiate right now, Lord. Let it radiate out of them. In the mighty name of Jesus. And right now, every sickness will leave. Every physical limitation will leave their bodies right now. And I call them into the spirit realm. Life Church Global, you're a spirit being and you are destined to have spiritual encounters and, and access spiritual blessings in the heavenly places. Your home is in the heavens. Your purpose is on the earth. So today we bless you, we love you, and we will see you soon. Amen.